0: Welcome to the So Wizards podcast. I'm Kevin Broom, along with my co-host Ron Oaks Cunningham, and uh, today we're here to talk uh, wizards and All Star and uh, whatever else comes up to comes to mind um, down basketball memory lane. Something I don't know. <laughs> Ron, how you doing? I'm pretty good, man. Yourself? I'm doing well. Getting my organic coffee, my, my vegan coffee in, and um, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, so. yeah. Hey, if you're gonna have something, pay for at least let it be the real thing.
0: That's right. That's right. Um now uh well I, I want to go off into coffee uh because the best coffee to me is um it's from Ethiopia. The best coffee I ever had was it's called bean, it's called Ethiopian Arty. And it has a raspberry kind of finish to it. It's unbelievable. Um I only place I ever had it was Louisville, Kentucky, believe it or not. And um it it was best coffee I ever had. So anyway. Thank you. Um, That's the
1: beauty of uh, the world these days. You can get some Ethiopian coffee and Louisville.
0: So, um, all right, before we do All-Star, let's uh, talk a little Wizards. They are now a couple games over 500. They are finishing up an extremely soft portion of their schedule. And uh, they they should have won some games. They did win a few of them. And um, tonight we're recording this on Saturday morning and they play Portland tonight. They should win this game. but And then after that, the schedule gets tough. Um, I have an article up on Bullets Forever this morning where I sort of recap the first half a little bit, uh, analyze the first half and look ahead. And over the next 12, including tonight, the Wizards are favored in my prediction machine in two of the the 12. So um, if that holds form, they would go two and 10 over the next 12 games. And they would be solidly under 500 at that point. And um, I don't think they're actually going to do that. My guess is they'll be closer to four wins, you know, over the course of the um, those next 12, maybe five. But um, if, I mean, if they get five wins out of the next 12, that's a that's an achievement. So um, yeah. anyway, what, what do you what do you thought? What do you think about what we going to seeing like? I,
1: I was looking at that murderer's role and um, I'm actually excited. And this is why, because the team, for whatever reason, has been a major disappointment. And not not because you know we have championship aspirations or conference finals aspirations, but because that 10 and three start uh, sucked us in Paul, and um you know, had us believe in like this may be a year where we start, you know we start building something that's sustainable where you know perhaps we can be a player and attracting you know, other top 20, top 30 talents to come to the city to play with Brad. And at 10-3 and 3 sitting first in the East, it was like, okay, it's looking that way. But then the hipsters, like uh your man's like Bobby Marks and all of them felt fellas, this is the best trade ever. And they brought that bad juju over and, um, you know, it's been rocky. But now you get a chance to truly measure yourself, right? Like you have... Top top teams coming through, and if the fiction and it's fiction because there's no way to prove it. I mean, I mean it's nonfiction. Really, it's not really fiction, but but the belief is the nonfiction belief that is is that you play up to your competition, right? Like so, and some of the losses, like we have had some bad losses. Most uh, memorably when Kevin Porter Jr. got, um, you know, he got his time in the sun. And the the social justice warriors came out, and you know, you know, they did all that stuff with Glenn like Glenn. so yeah, um, we've had some bad moments, some letdowns, but like now we have a true chance to really play up to our competition. like we get Philly, who's hot, who's scorching hot, uh, we have we have Brooklyn who's coming through. I believe the only other easy game we have in that, uh, I think we got Orlando. no, we just played Orlando uh, back back. But I know we we get it started with uh, next week. We get it started with Philadelphia, and we get it started with Brooklyn. Two East, you know, East yeah. teams who so long ago, not so long ago, were in our position, you know, mediocre, and now infused with talent, they're climbing up. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. If the season, um, if the season is going to, I guess, like rebound and get us all excited to travel down to Capital One Arena and watch some basketball, it's gonna be the play over the next like eight or so games. So if they they're able to go toe and toe, get some wins against some teams um, you wouldn't expect or oh, the batting folks at Points bet and MGM wouldn't also doubt that way it'd beat. And I think it will kind of like recharge the energy, get the city popping as the cold starts to thaw out. Now on the other hand, if we do what your prediction uh, suggested we will, which is lose a lot. Yeah. um it signals the next step like the unavoidable dilemma that the team has who what are you going to do next and yeah. and we know something's in the works because um i listened to tommy's uh li- recent radio snippets of yeah. when he talked about having he never shows he never shows his cards and i like that because um, if, if you pay attention to what he's saying or if he meant anything by selectively choosing this word, I know it's a phrase, but he used cards. So it's like multiple ways to go about something, which I think is true. We either wholesale trade everyone, start looking to infuse our talent by the draft, by via the draft. Or, you know, we we try to do what a Chicago has done and cobble together four top 50 players in the league. Mm-hmm. and see where that takes us you yeah. know yeah contender but not really contender so so that's how i'm looking for it that's along with the way to explain why i'm excited over these next games because to recap and the good we get to see what this team's about was that a 10 and 3 spirited punchy start for real like with a group of guys who let's face it are all trying to get paid
0: mm-hmm.
1: um trying to up their stature in the league and they buy in Will they start playing up to the competition again? Or is it, nah, this social experiment of getting, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen did not create culinary greatness. It's time to start, you know, cutting chefs out, yeah. opening, you know, rebuilding, restocking that way.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So the, the, we, what I wrote today is the, the season divides up into like three sections. There's a 10 and three start, then there's that like five and 12 middle. Um, mm. And then they they came back 7-5 and five over the next 12. And now they're embarking into this uh, next 12-game 12, 12 stretch, which I think is going to be pretty challenging. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think you're right. You know, if they somehow win, if they win like six or seven of these 12, then they're, they're a stronger team than I think they are. And mm-hmm. um, that suggests that they, you know, will make the playoffs, that kind of thing. Um, if they do what I expect and win like three of the 12, then I think that signals to, to, to do some rethinking, to do some, make, do some trades, try to bring in another talented guy. Like you said, do you make a move like Chicago did trading for Vooch? Um, uh, that that kind of thing where you, you yeah. go and you bring in a guy who's, who's all-star level and um, give up some draft equity to do that. You know the Wizards have some challenges in that area because of picks they've already traded, et cetera. But you know you can go ahead and um, and do that. Uh, it's just a question of you know what the, what the strategy is. One card that Tommy definitely showed is that uh, they remain deeply committed to Bradley Beal. Um, for whatever we may think of that, um, it's pretty clear. I mean, unless something huge changes, they are committed to Bradley Beal and they're going to resign him. I think. Um, I don't. I would be surprised, not shocked, but a little surprised if Beal ever asks out because I think that he he has a real opportunity here in Washington, where he he is this, the franchise player. He is their franchise player, and he will be as long as he stays there. And as soon as he goes somewhere else, he's not going to be the franchise guy. He's he's going to be the guy who was brought in to help the star. So. That's what I think. Like, I mean, if, if, uh, for example, my guy Ben Becker, he did a uh, lock, like a mock trade deadline. And um, spoiler alert, Ben uh, traded Beal to Atlanta for a haul, like three first round picks and and some players. I think he got reddish and. um, um, What? He got reddish and he got DeAndre Hunter. And then he flipped those guys for other people.
1: So. that makes
0: um, sense. So now, yeah, Ben got a haul. I mean, he he made a, a heck of a deal. But what I'm saying is, if he goes to Beal, for example, he's traded to Atlanta, he's he's going to be the the co-star at best for Trey Young. That's Trey Young's team, right? Um, if he gets traded to Boston, uh, you know that's that's Jason Tatum's team. Um, if he gets traded to Milwaukee, that's Giannis's team. If he gets traded to the Lakers, that's that's LeBron's team, right? I mean, you, you go around. Golden State, that's Steph Curry's team. Uh, Dallas, that's uh, Donchish's team, uh, and you, you go on and on. I mean, I guess if he gets traded to Houston, he would be the star there. <laughs> but you well, know, that's
1: Jalen Green. They're building uh, my, no, my Houston no, no, no. partners. They love Jalen Green. They're they're excited about his uh, his upside and stats. yeah,
0: yeah, and for good reason. Jalen Green's pretty good. So, yeah. or he could be very good. Um, yeah, but I more question than- highly. Question their um, attempt to turn Kevin Porter into a point guard. I, I think that's a I don't think Kevin Porter belongs in the NBA. I don't think he's very good. So
1: two things, two things really to that. Like one, yeah, if Brad was to go anywhere else, it will be someone, you know, he'll be the co-star, the proverbial uh Robin to Batman.
0: Yeah.
1: But I just I just feel like we, we have to eradicate that way of thinking from like our selective conscious because oh, yeah. it, it only, no, it only came up, like, I, I think, and I could be wrong. I'll, I'll, I'm anxious to hear your response, but I feel like it only came up to like, integrate like Christ Brian's greatness. Oh, that was Shaq's team. Like Shaq won those rings, right? Like, and then people start saying that like thereafter, oh, Dwayne Wade won that ring. Oh, uh Wade, that's Wade's team. Oh, that's LeBron team. Yeah. Oh, LeBron yeah. won you them rings, right? And it's like, hmm. You know, like do do we have to? You know, do we have to really say that? Like, it's no. You can say Brad won't be the best player on the team, and it can be arguable, right? Like, like if he goes to if he goes to Boston, you can say he's not the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Currently, he's better than Tatum. Tatum has the more upside, so you no. can just say like. But it still will be a, a concoction of like, you know, two great players from the same city. So, therefore, you automatically assume, like, chemistry. So, that, that's, that's like, the one thing. Second, um, I, I disagree. I think Brad does act out based on how the next, I want to say, six weeks go. Like, I think he makes his decision on the path of his career within the next six weeks. Like, we we keep saying, since John has left that, Brad's leader of the team. Brad's the leader of the team. Um and if you look at it, like, not counting the tanking years, like, well, they weren't really tanks, Because if we tanked correctly, we could have got LaMelo Ball or someone like that. Um, but in the, the bad years, in the bad years, like, in the, in the bad years between uh, John going down with his knee injury and Russell Westbrook coming back to take, to, you know, lead a team 34-38 to the uh, playing in game. Um, I haven't really seen like Brad wrestle control it, in part his identity onto the team. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so it's like people aren't following as Brad goes, and then you you hear you hear snippets coming out from "I got to play my game," you know, "I'm a scorer," you know, "I try to get others involved." Me putting my like like uh, psychiatrist hat on, it's like I'm hearing. Inklings of like people complaining about the way he plays a la like Gilbert Arenas when you were to star, past the ball. And it's ironic coming from the everybody eats guy. But when you look around truly, and you told me you were the shooter, but I'm sure like some days back when you were playing, you really felt like the best way for me, this team to win is for everything to go through me. Like if I'm pa- if, if I'm passing the ball, It's because they doubling me. If I'm scoring, it's like, if they're not doubling me, I'm the best option to score. And I just feel like this season will will go a long way towards, like, determining, like, if Brad is okay with playing that role that he's had to play the last couple of years. Like, I have to do damn near everything for us just to win. Or the team – you know, refines or rekindles that early cohesiveness that they had together when they're all in a collective, they, they're all combined as one. They're, they are, they have, they're in common consent that they have a goal, I think is to get paid and can't be mad at them. they are giving out millions in the NBA, which I won a genetic lottery.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so collective to get paid, let Brad lead us there. He's the leader. If Brad gets paid, we all get paid. And then I, and I think those two competing, uh, idea, like ideologies will, will come to head and he'll have to make a choice. So I, I do. And and I think that choice will be, I'm tired of this shit. Like, cause the fans, the fans have already turned their back on him. Like in a sense, like, um, not recently, like a, the start of the Utah game in Utah changed the dynamics behind us, but it was Brass not producing. He's not an all star. He's not putting up numbers. You know, maybe we should trade him, get him out of here now. Players hit these things. They're on social media just like the average Joe, and it's just like, damn, have I not done good enough? Are you not entertained? And that moment has like come. It's come to his head, and it usually happens in eighth through tenth year of a guy with the same franchise, like LeBron in Cleveland. What was the seventh year going into the eighth? I can't do this shit no more. Like, I mean, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have fun, play with my boys, or I'd rather have fun and compete for something worthwhile than deal with the, for a lack of better the word. Fans, right.
0: No, I hear you. Um, so, one, I agree with your first point there about, like, doing away with the whole, it's this guy's team, it's that guy's team. I'm just acknowledging that that is the way that people yeah. think, and especially in the league, you know, players think like that. And, uh, you know, the GMs tend to think like that. You heard Tommy Shepard. You know, one of the things he talked about was the, the way that the NBA works is you have to have your franchise player. And it's like it's to me what he said was kind of ridiculous because. while I like Tommy, I think that this is just craziness is like, well, yes, you need to have a franchise player to be a great team or to be a contending team. But you can't just like pick somebody. You can't say, well, Andre Blatch. Uh, to go back a few yeah. years is our franchise player, and we're yeah. going to now win because we have a franchise player. You, you, and that's an extreme. Beal's certainly uh, a level above that, but Beal is not a franchise player. He's, he, he, you're not going to win a championship. You're not going to get to the finals with Beal as your best player, um, unless you've got like three, four other guys who are about the same level, right? Yeah. I mean, he could be your leading scorer, but he's not going to be the best player. You need. Um, a, you need a bunch of other stuff around him. and The Wizards don't have that, but yeah, you my, my point is like, again, you go to like Giannis is a franchise player. You know, LeBron is a franchise player. Um, Steph Curry even is a franchise player. He's so much better. You know, he, he, so my, but my point there being that you, you can't just like decide, okay, well, we have a franchise player. You can say, okay, Beal is our best player. And then you try to build around that, but to talk about Beal as if he is truly a franchise player when he is not, I think you're kind of end up short circuiting your own team because you you end up with, with, again, it's that whole cascade of moves that come with that because you're giving all that money to him as if he is the best, the, the franchise player. And then you have less to spend on all the other positions and you need to be able to spend a lot on those other positions if a guy of Beal's quality is your best player. So, see, see
1: Brad, uh, I hope you listen to this because if you do, they won't, uh, they won't kick me off and relegate me off the, uh, what, what was it, the three peat. They'll let me come yeah. on and just give my perspective. So, I hope you listen to this, Brad. The, oh, the three play. To, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah this is yeah. why you have to to leave man this is why you have to leave as folks out no, here. I
0: see again I think get out of here
1: bro get out of here Go if to I'm Beale,
0: if I'm bill uh so and the other one of the other things I agree with you on completely is about the money the players should be about the money their mm-hmm. careers are short it's uh, for the stars it's a lot of money you know, for, yeah. a, but the average career is still in like three, four years. You know, Most yeah. guys don't stick and they don't make much money when they do it. So players should get all the money they can at every point that they can, because it is a business and, you know, the, the player, player salaries, player compensation is a fixed cost against revenue. So, you know, the and the players are paying into escrows and stuff to keep, make sure that the owners don't overpay and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, as the league uh, revenues go up and down, the, the player salaries essentially go up and down too because they pay into this escrow, right? Yeah. So players should get all the money they can. I think that for Beal, in terms of long term, he's he's got a better opportunity here in Washington than he does really any place else. I and mean, I'm talking about the kind of thing where he signs his next max deal, he plays out the contract, retires, they put his number up in the rafters on his final game, you know, that kind of thing, right? And then, you know, a couple of years later, he comes back. They'll give him a position. You know, he, he'll, he can be a coach, he can be a GM, he can be a broadcaster. If I were him, I would take the broadcaster role. One, because he's surely going to be better than Drew Gooden. And two, he, I mean, he could be, he could basically be the Phil Chenier, right? Where he's, or the Walt Frazier, where he's, you know, for the next 30 years, he's broadcasting Wizards games and he becomes this beloved fixture and icon in the city, right? You
1: know, okay. like Phil engineer, so
0: um, uh, who is one of the absolute nicest people I've ever met. You know, I mean, Phil is just wonderful.
1: So, yeah, so i Phil. I've, I've met him. I've met him a few times. Uh, he's the Berkeley Bear, so uh, you know, he made yeah. it. We want to rain, like it's uh, and Jalen's the is great. So you know, I, I want Phil to try to work that angle. But um, to your point, and and to to. I guess, like, I guess, like, bring home, like, what, what I think of it. Like, I'm with you. Like, Bill, D.C. will give Bill the most money, the most money, the most opportunities he can ask for. But all money isn't good money. Like, to put up with that, like, you know, he's he's in that, I don't, I don't know if it's tripart because it's like, first they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. But he's in that part where it's like they're starting to hate him. Like, not, you know, literally speaking, but like a proverbial sense of, you know.
0: People people are picking at at his game. People are definitely picking at his game. Trade
1: trade your star, like trade the guy like that you love, that you brought Jersey, which just means you didn't love him as much. But then, you know, if he's a broadcaster, come back as a broadcaster, you know, Jersey goes up, they'll love you again. Like remember, I'm, I'm a huge Hibachi fan. Like it was Christ Brian, kid, Hibachi. Like, those were the players, like, wasn't team of that guy or anything like that. But those were the players I grew up watching. And I remember the gun incident. And I remember how fans turned on him. Was ready to, like, jettison him off as soon as we got wall. And it's, like, Shani Matoy. And, like, now it's, like, okay, we're clamoring for wizard to throw back. Why is Gil not in the stuff? We want him back. We've forgiven him. So his, his cycle is complete. We're starting to love him again. Yeah. But – Usually to get love again, you gotta go away.
0: You yeah, just... see, I I don't think so. I think that the if Beal commits to the team and talks about how much he loves DC, I think that most fans will be in. There are always going to be a few of us curmudgeons who are like, okay, but well, he doesn't play defense and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? He can he can live with the, the you know 10% of us who are gonna complain. But yeah. well, my point like is that, that right now he, will, he he would then like really solidify his position in the franchise really for for the rest of his life. I think, you know, he, he would be that iconic player for the franchise. And um, so side
1: side note who uh, I know we have a few bullets, forever folks who uh, I know uh, Albert does. So Albert, if you're listening, um, basically what we're getting at is on the next presser, we need to ask Bill like, is his legacy, like, does he want to be a legacy player? Because basically, Kevin, I'm understanding it. Like, everything you're saying, I'm agreeing with you. Like, this redounds to, like, favorably to his his legacy. Like, okay, you stay here. I love D.C. I want to be here. The fans will have your back. And so what if you don't win? You go out as a 15, 16, 17, I don't know, year player at the same franchise, a la Dirk, just without the ring. That may mean something. That's love um your jerseys and the rafters that's like undying like love you want that like i get that so you got the money and you got the love in the city i get it um or do you want those goals you set out as like a young boy like i want that like ring. like i want to win a ring like sure get paid we all want to get paid we all want to get paid so it's like get paid because we got to take it the wizards can give them the most money Another team gonna give him the max. He's getting the well, max.
0: That that, but also if um he signs with the Wizards and then gets traded and then you know Ben asks out, he then he gets all the money and he gets to go to another place yeah. and go for a championship.
1: I don't know how like I'm with you. Uh and that that that's you know, that's Ben Simmons of DC. If that ever happens, that would be the, we can call it an I-95 uh problem. Um I like as a if I own the team. Just me personally, I'm not going like that. I signed you to a max deal. You staying here three of them years unless I get something like favorable to for you. So he can do that, but then we're gonna hate him, right? Like
0: that, right.
1: there's there's no right. coming back. That's the like thing, and that's why
0: that's again that's why I think he ultimately stays and like no, stays and retires does. as a wizard.
1: No, I think I think he uh I like again and this is a perfect way to like like end this segment with where we began. I think. The next, I call this murderer's row of games, like determines oh significantly, like uh, leans in one way or the other in regards to what he's gonna do over the summer, because no matter, like Brad Bill is gonna become the new, um, I'm your favorite player, favorite player, because Brad has some shit, like you know they they um, the social media it made the rounds of his. what do you call it? Uh, his trainer called it a a lunge dribble into the step back. Like I try practicing that, I can't do it. Like Brad, when, when he hit on that boy, man, and it sucks that it was a ten day person because you know you don't want to like like rip on onto a ten day. Like, damn, he got you back. You supposed to? You a ten day? Wish it was on like a an all NBA defender, like a, a thigh ball or something, because it just makes it that much better. But that step back he hit. People are like, oh, Brad got that. Brad's been having that. Moves like that should have been made the rounds. Like, you know what I mean? Like Brad Bill from players, he gets their respect. Like this dude, he's he's shifty, he's wiry, he's strong, he'll put it on your head, get you 50. Like Brad to them has it all. But to the media, is get him out, or oh, Brad's not an all-star, or Brad's this and that. And it's because, like, you know, the market, the market. And it sucks because I no matter where I'm at, um, no matter where I'm at, like currently I'm out in uh, Oakland, California, uh, going back to D.C. next week. But from Oakland, Texas, all throughout the states, back over in Europe, anywhere, it's like I'm telling folks how much like D.C. is the most powerful city. Like I'm bigging it up. I'm, yeah. I'm repping it. And it's like that spirit doesn't quite equate to, like, the landscape. We can't even get this guy top 10 in votes to the All-Star game. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's time to go, Brad.
0: Like, yeah, but I'm that's, that's know, good, I respect it. That's a good segue into talking All-Star. You know, we want to put together the All-Star teams. But let's start with, I mean, does – do any Wizards actually deserve not, – not just to be on – even be on the team, but to be in consideration. Beal – it to me is the only one. And I don't think he, he merits, I wouldn't vote for him to be a all, all, all star this year. Um, you know, I think he's been better the last few weeks, but the, you know, he was pretty bad to start the season. He's been pretty mediocre um, this season, uh, especially not even just by his standards. I'm talking by the league standards, right? So what do you think? Anybody besides Beale does even deserves consideration for all star this year?
1: Hell no like that's that's why it makes those uh, Kuzma, he's had
0: 10 good games
1: yeah no i mean kuzma's yeah but you you know it all depends on what you define an all-star ass right like having a pretty decent See, like a, these are the 400 or so best players in the world like you all should have decent seasons it's the coaching that that screws them over the pigeonhole roles that screw them over they all can who it's like you transcend it, like oh, you have the potential. This is when eye test matters, like the most, like an all star. You look at him, you you have the air of an all star, you have the shine of an all star, and you putting in a work on the court. We respect it one hundred percent. Bill, I think the ten and three start, and now the losing uh, hurts him way more. Like like hurted him more than anything because. Over the last like what two three weeks, he before second bout with COVID, you know thus proving him right. You know you can get the vaccine and still get COVID. I think he said that in the opener. Well, he got were...
0: vaccinated, but I mean it could be that he got the uh, got COVID. No. I'm uh, saying no, uh, before it him hit right. it, You know before it really kicked in. Yeah, but... it
1: proved him right. You can have the vaccine and get COVID. He got the vaccine, yeah. caught COVID. Not saying that means anything. Just he said that at the presser and they were at his neck. Um, but anyway, but before that, yeah, like three, what, three, four-week stretch of good games that would have, um, I guess, like propelled them into consideration, but people will always go back to, y'all started 10-3. and three. Y'all saying you won the
0: Westbrook trade. And they're what, like five and two, six and two without him, which, um, you know, oh, doesn't help this yeah. case. Yeah, I well, mean, he's here's the thing, good. is that overall, you take the whole season as a whole, right? And yeah. Because you don't give it to a guy on, like, three good weeks. So my my philosophy on All-Star is, is it's, it's more than just a reward for the first half of the season. It's not based just on the first half of the season. Um, if it was based only on the first half of the season, then Beal would not be even in consideration in, in my book. Cause he's, like I said, he's been a little better than average, but not much. Kuzma does not based on the first half. I mean, he's been, he's had a couple, you know, he's had a nice stretch for like two, three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Guys have hot streaks, even average players. He mm-hmm. still grades out overall for the full season as, uh, you know, basically about average, um, okay. Kuzma does. So, but for me, All-Star is about, one, it is about the first half, but it's also about like the career and the, the star quality. Like, is this a player? And it's also a little bit about the show, the, the game itself, right? Um, I go back, I'm a little older than you, so I can remember the, the All-Star games with Magic and Isaiah, running the teams. And if you haven't seen them go back and like find them on YouTube, something like that, because those games were wild. Both those guys pushed the pace like crazy. I mean, magic, he had one all-star game where he had something like almost 20 assists. Um, he, he basically made Tom chambers into like the greatest player on the history of the planet and the history of the planet for a single game. Uh, Tom chambers ended up at like a all-star game MVP with magic. I think assisted him on like 10 baskets in that game or something. It was just crazy. Um, but those games were just crazy because they're so frenetic. They were up and down, fast paced. They got competitive in the fourth quarter, especially because, the you know, the they, they both wanted to, both Magic and Isaiah wanted to win. And like I said, they were really pushing the pace. Those were just crazy entertaining games. So I want that kind of entertainment again, right? I okay. want to see that. And so, so no when deals. I make my teams, I do have an eye towards that. It's So it's, you know, a guy like Beal deserves consideration because, he's been over the last like four or five years, he's been one of those say, 25, 30 best players in the league, right? Yeah. This season, he's not been that good. And so um, I think, you know, we'll see when we, when we go through the teams we, we might as well get started with that, but um, he's not going to make my team spoiler alert, but you know, it's um, it's, it's not because he's not a, a, I don't think he's a good player. It's just, even with what he's done over his career, I think there are other guys who are more deserving this year. So, um, what do you want to do? You want to start in the East or the West?
1: Uh, we can start in the East. Like I'm, I'm interested to the here team, but also need some free tell you free. Uh, yeah, Bill's not on my uh, my uh, list either. But I'm sure we have different reasons. It's not based on his play. It's based on most of these Eastern Conference coaches are the same haters who then voted him as a reserve and uh, 2017 when they gave it to mellow mellow then like whatever that year they gave it to mellows a replacement over bill and yeah. um he should have been he should have been in as a reserve and uh 2020 you know when they that's why the pandemic happened i'm hating coaches and doesn't happen
0: uh, that. so yeah 2020 i thought that that was the year i felt like In the first half of the season, he didn't play quite well enough to make all-star. And then he played a lot better in the second half, and but still overall was just barely short of all NBA. So like if he had played the whole season, the way he did post, you know, you know, basically over like the last whatever it was, half of the season, then he would have been an all-star and he probably would have been all NBA in my book. But um, Mm -hmm. I thought he came just short of each. So um, we anyway.
1: can, can get into the teams, but I do want to put in your head uh, as a thought for later. Um, Brad's bill, like Brad's return to, I guess, like, because he's been a top 15 player in the like, past two, three weeks that he's playing, and Kuzma's been like a top 30, 35 player in the past, like, you know, a few weeks, and I feel like this all started, it coincided after the reports about the Wizards offense and, you know, those First, rumblings to come out, then this was a disgruntled to, uh, locker room. And I wonder if, like, those changes, i.e., someone catching COVID, um, opened the door up. And what what would this have been like if these two were allowed to run like that for a whole season? So, like, we'll, we'll need your, we can save this for later, but you do when you're great at projecting that. And
0: I'm interested to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there's a podcast, Ben Taylor of Thinking Basketball has a podcast right now. Um, out his latest one is about basically what the standings would be when teams are actually at full health and um so he he's got his approach to that he hasn't gotten to the Wizards yet I don't I, I'd be a little surprised if he does yep. but he he well, not says full Golden State is the best team uh when they're at when basically with everybody at full health um
1: I agree I'm a. The, the people at Chase Center hit me up every day. Lock in your tickets. I'm going to lock them in soon for the finals. I think the finals come through the Bay. Go, like, Brooklyn, New York. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, no, more more specifically to you, like, no, you're great in, like, projecting like because you do your PPP updates based on the season, based on every game. So, I guess, like, what I'm looking for, if you take cows and Brad's, you know, past three, seven and five sample, like, over the last 12, we've been seven and five. What do those numbers look like for the season? How does that, like, yeah. would that change the records? All post, like, you know, post hoc stuff. But Yeah, so um, I, wrote anyway, bit, I, I wrote about that a little bit.
0: Um, I wrote about uh, that a little bit for the, the article that went up this morning. And so, um, you know, okay, hit, post post that check out. that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kuzma's been quite good over the – I didn't run the numbers for Beal over the last 10 because he's missed too many games. I mean, over the last, like, 10 games, the Wizards have played – I think Beals played in five of them. So, uh, but Kuzma, I did run his numbers over the last like 10 games, and he's, he's been like in the 160s PPA, which is an all star level um, if he did it over mm-hmm. the whole season. Basically, he's been um, over the last like 10 games or so, he's been at the level that John Collins has been at the whole season. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's like not all the star, but holding coach holding back, man. Say yeah, coach hold-
1: the coach been holding them back, man. Fire West. Well, I don't know. I think did. it
0: might be, have something to do with, you know, one of the big things I'm said is,
1: the coach's um, offense.
0: Well, <laughs> th- one of the things that we're seeing all over the league right now is one um, defenses are getting, are, are playing worse. Um, now that's a trend that happens every year, but you know, where the offense steadily improves over the course of the season. But this year th- you've got a lot of guys out there who, um, nah. how shall we say this would not get a sniff of the NBA if, um, if it weren't for COVID, and so there's a lot of like uh, a lack of cohesiveness on the defensive end, a lot of misrotations because guys are just getting in there, they're mixing in, they're mixing out. You got like uh, what's his name, um, Greg Monroe. You know, he goes from Capital City Go Go to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think he played with was it the Bucks or was it Minnesota? I can't remember. He was with uh, Minnesota too? Yeah. yeah, he was with Minnesota, right? And then he came to you know sign with the Wizards. But you've got guys like, uh, you know, think about Brad Wanamaker. He started the year in Indiana. They released him. Then he shows up with the Wizards. Then he's on COVID. Tremont Waters has played for at least two teams this year. You've got some guys who have played for two, three teams uh, so far this season because, you know.
1: I get that. That's a lot. Like, okay, to play, this is having all those variables. I'm just going to go with the simplest one, and it's like, these, I'm listening to the players. They were complaining about the roles. Uh, they were complaining about the the offense and what coach wants me to do in order to be out here. And you know, if I go against them, they're gonna make me look like I'm I'm the bad guy and all this and all that. Ever since those rumblings started, and something's changed. Obviously, in the record,
0: seven and five over the past twelve. Well, the seven and five is they 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 have been playing against a really soft portion of the schedule. I
1: was like, it's hard to win. Like these are like after we finish this, I'm gonna go play uh play pickup basketball. There's like maybe three uh objective mismatches. Like if, if those players are on the court and they're on other team, we know we're winning because they're not even like in the top whatever percentage, they're not even like the the 99th percentile or the lowest percentile basketball pickup hoopers and NBA is different. All of them guys, even like the Tremont Waters, the Greg Monroe's. You're not in that top 400. You're in that top 600. You're not yeah. like, you know, you're not some pushover. You're not like that movies. Uh, the replaceable, um, you know, the DC, the DC team won, I guess, made it to the playoffs with the guy from Gonzaga catching, um, the the depth uh, from Gallaudet catching, uh, you know, passes to win it from the quarterback. You know what I'm talking about?
0: The no. replaceable. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I
0: don't know uh, which
1: movie that is. So, oh, uh, uh, shit, I can't. Anyway, the replacements. Yeah, the replacements. It was an uh, a old football
0: movie. With, with, yeah. uh, I haven't seen that one. So,
1: the point is, like, those players were like football players. You can pick someone up off, off the street who, you know, can't even hear you and go out and make the playoffs. Like, a, you know, you can do yeah. that. Basketball, these guys coming off the quote unquote street, they're busting everyone else's ass. Oh, they, oh, yeah. I mean, those guys,
0: play. those guys, like a lot of those guys in the G League, for example, are, are I mean, in terms of like human speed, they are phenomenal basketball players. Right. I mean, even the, the guys who are like borderline for the NBA, you think about like Bo Outlaw, remember him? He was basically kind of a, kind of a guy. Right. Just a mm-hmm. defensive specialist, didn't really have a whole lot of offensive game. Right. And then he goes to summer league and, and he's, you know, against l- lesser players. And he's scoring fifty, right? I mean, there are guys who are like that. You think so? There, there's some truth to that, but there also is a big difference. I mean, the NBA is dominated by really the top like hundred players, top two hundred yeah. players, and so there's a there is a big difference between like player one hundred okay. and player six hundred in the world.
1: All right, fair enough. So we, we just we just uh, we. So, I mean, no, I am put your reason. I understand your reason behind. I'm just. My, I'm going with the simplest thing. Those players, they're good. The yeah. offense has changed. Players are allowed to do
0: what they're allowed to do. See, I don't think the offense has changed. Like Kuzma's usage has, hasn't really gone up that that much. It's gone up a little. Um, the big thing is, is he's just been making two point shots. Um, that's that's the biggest, single biggest difference. Is that Something he's just changed. making twos at a rate that he's never made them before.
1: He's slashing more, something's changed, man. He doesn't have to just stand in the corner and be the space. I don't know. He's
0: he's he is going to the basket. I don't know. I you know, and it seems like he's going more, he's going more decisively. So maybe that's, that's the change. And it could just be, you know, he's done this before where he's had, you know, a six to eight game hot streak and then he just cools back down and overall he grades out to where he is. I mean, That's the nature he's of like average that. is sometimes the yeah. guy is going to be great and sometimes he's not going to be great. Um, sometimes he'll be awful. For example, you know, you go to my PPA metric, right? So, so far this season, he's got seven games that are 200 or above 200 or above is Basically, that's a, if you do that over the course of the season, one with a 200 score, you're pretty much a lock for all NBA. Um, okay. And you're also typically like an MVP candidate over 200. So, um, the only player who's won MVP without being over 200, in my metric was uh, Derek Rose. Um, and he was like 183, 185, something like that. He, he might have, he was pretty close to 200. So, my, that's, but my point being that, um, Kuzma's got seven games so far this season of a 200 or above PPA. And he's got seven games this season where his score is below zero. So a negative zero or lower. So it's like... We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's yeah. the thing,
1: we'll see. We'll uh, see. Like, we'll see.
0: I mean, he's got five and a half seasons where he's basically been overall average, a little below average. And so... Because yeah. the now coach. He's got now he's got two two good weeks. So as we'll a coach,
1: man, hey, you know, when they say coach is important and Bass like coaching is important, I don't think it's X and O's or philosophy. It's like figuring out the puzzle. Like this player is great at this. How do I put this player on a court with mm-hmm. these other four players and what they're great at? Find a system that allows them to, you know, to all participate I think, fully I think a lot of what – and none of them could do it. I'll coach surely can't do it. I'm just – and I, I want him to succeed. I want every single black person um, to succeed in places where, you know, we're, we're outnumbered. Like, I'm in one of those professions. Like, I want all of us to succeed. It's just not happening. Whites don't do it. Blacks don't do it. Doesn't matter the race. These players, he's not putting them all in the position where they can do what they're great at. Maybe it can't be done, but the person who figures it out, They're going to be a genius and live forever. See,
0: so here's I I don't I I think the coach. I agree with your your basic point that the coaches are the the influence of coaches gets a little bit overrated (laughs) in my opinion. Um, But I don't think it's a matter so much of. I, I think the biggest thing that coaches can do in the NBA is basically optimize the rotation, is optimize the playing time, and get the players, the the best players overall the most minutes. And and some of that is optimizing like the lineups, the player combinations that are, that work the best system. It it matters to a point. The the thing with system though, is that after about the first 10, 12 games of the season, even before that, you know, the other teams know what you're doing, right? I mean, the Wizards run all these horn sets. They run some pick and roll. They run some some handoff, you know, Dribble handoff kind of actions. For some reason, those dribble handoffs have been a lot worse this season than they were in previous seasons when they ran lots of DHO. Um, they do drive and kick, you know, but but they do kind of the same things. And so, what I'm saying is, if I'm saying this, the opposing teams they also see these things, right? And they know exactly what it what plays it is that the you Wizards know are
1: run because their coaches making them run the same shit. Is it cop? They're all coaches. They, they, yes, they They're they
0: are all. And so, but my point is that ultimately it comes back to the talent, right? It comes back to the quality of the players. And, you know, in fairness to Unseld, I mean, I don't think he's distinguished himself this season as like an excellent coach. I think he's kind of mid, like, you know, at least so far. And, you know, it may be something where he's learning how to be a head coach now. And in year two, year three, year four of his contract, he'll he'll be much better. Um, That's certainly possible. But my guess is that where he's going to really improve as a coach is when he gets a star player, like, a, you know, a couple of big stars and a couple of high quality role players. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, no it's going to be Kuzma. But if you think about it, it's just like, you know, coaches are good at some things and not so good at others. And a lot of what the coach can do is one, just help set the, the tone, the, the overall like uh, environment of the team, the culture of the team. And two is, is making sure that the best players are on the floor, you know, for the most minutes where possible. And then, you know, of course, putting them in position to, to, to succeed. You don't want to like hamstring your players, but you know, ultimately he's got Beal, who is like an all-star level player at his, at his best, you know, borderline all NBA. And then after that, everybody is basically mid-level. Yeah, you know, or 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 worse, and so that's a little tougher puzzle to put together and build a winning team when you have a bunch of guys who are kind of average.
1: Hey man, I, I hear you, but and this is the last thing because then we gotta let the people know, um, like our stuff. I hear you, but it's it's why the allure of uh, hiring like a mid major, like coach, like say um, I call him Boy Wonder, but Brad Stevens up in Boston. Like um, you know, he lesser talent at Butler, and he had them guys like he put them all in the position to where they could buy in, do what they were good at in high school. Um, one the fact though, like this is the best player. Like yo, Gordon can go get us a bucket, but we have point guard. You know, he created a great ecosystem, um, where they all could thrive collectively and individually. And then you you think that well apply elsewhere so hence he, he went to boston did it um for as long as he can and too, it was like you know people you know spend a third pick on Jalen brown and make him the seventh option when right. he has top two talent you know so stuff like that well all right that that's just it so that's my thing and this, again if Wes, i hope you listening if you listen to this they won't um they won't they'll include me in those other stuff i could just like speak my mind on that so Wes, if you're listening no disrespect i want you to thrive man it's just I know the analytics and stuff. That's just the way we measure the game that the, the result after the fact, the after the fact, like, I hope you find a way to get these boys back as a collective unit and cohesive because, you know, they're squaring up, which is normal. Like I've, I've slapped a teammate before, but I used to have like CTE. It was my CTE. Like that stuff is normal. Um, very, way more normal and common than like people otherwise would think so. But it's not like at the professional level, you all get money. I'm never slapping a coworker. Like that's, that's fucking up. my, that's a difference. Like basketball is a game team, competitive, spirited motions, but professional level, come on, man. So just, that's it. Like, yeah. hope we get you some more talent. Yeah. All right.
0: All, all right. right start. So let's do all-star. We'll, we'll go, go quick. Cause we've already been at this for a while. So we'll try to go quick with this. Um, we'll just sort of go through, uh, let's start in the East and, um, my sort of, I'll give you my lock starters, right? Um, these are the guys that I think are absolute locks to start. And then uh, we can talk, uh, you know, what you think. So I've got, to me, Fred Van VanVleet belongs as a lock starter. Um, and then Giannis and Kevin Durant um, are lock starters as well. Um, okay. Who, you got anybody different than that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have I have Giannis and B. I I have that with you. Uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are my lock starters
0: at the guard. Oh, like okay. and so I you're love just... Fred.
1: Yeah, Fred makes the team, but I'm starting Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, I have actually James Harden penciled in as my next starter. Um, he's not been as good, obviously, as he's been in the past, but he's still been very good, and so. Okay. Um, I have him. Um, I do, spoiler alert, I do have Levine and DeRozan on my team, uh, but not as starters. Um, I think DeRozan's play has sort of slipped a little bit over the last like few weeks. And Levine, though, is he's, he's been terrific. He's somebody who definitely belongs on the team um, to me. Um, and so Embiid is one of my locks on the team. I have Jimmy Butler starting ahead of him, but um, that's like today. You know, by the time like the final all stars come out, I could definitely see myself elevating Embiid because Embiid is playing at such an incredibly high level lately. Um, Both he and Butler have missed a lot of time. So there's no like tiebreaker that way. Um, Miami has been a little bit better overall, has been a better team overall. And Butler is a big difference maker there on a per possession basis. I think he's one of like, you know, top five, six players in the league this season. Mm-hmm. so um that's why i have him in, the, in, in there as okay. a starter
1: okay so, well because because you don't have nb like so i have katie and Giannis, we agree on um you have butler if i'm you have butler harden and fred yes yeah. to round out your five yeah. all right and i have demar zach and b Giannis, and katie my starting fives i was scoring yours by like 40 we're pounding that paint you don't want to stop well, who's fred Guarding. Who's Fred, Fred? Gardens? is gonna cook Fred.
0: Yeah, I mean he's Mr. Mid-range, but uh, I think my team would, would, sorry, would hold on think? because uh, one, I mean you've got five you, you can switch at least two through four two through five, right? Of okay, Van Fleet, you wouldn't want to, but um, so we yeah, have using maybe-
1: Van Fleet. We're going to work with him, man. The,
0: the problem is, is, is you, you would have a tough time defending Van Vliet as well, especially in combination with Harden, Giannis, Durant, and Butler. So just,
1: just make like the Mars act. like the Mar, the awful, only one of my guys can't switch into him. That's indeed. And then he's not really going to constantly try to
0: isolate and be one on one. But okay, there's two, things, two problems, problems with the argument. One is this is the All Star game. So nobody defends anybody. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and two, they don't have to play each other. They're playing the West. So.
1: No, I know. Um, I'm just hypothetically, like if yeah. the starting fives match up and like, cause some teams on 2k when I used to like be a gamer, you will have uh warriors versus warriors. So it'd be like, you know, who's going to, who's going to abuse who, where's the mismatch. And that, that's the only one I'm thinking. All right. So let's, let's get to the reserves. Like who do you have there?
0: So, okay. My backup guards, I have uh Drew holiday and, um, Trey young drew holidays, having a hell of a season. Um, he he's been very good, um, good defender. He's scoring, he's scoring efficiently. And uh, Trey young is, so this goes to a couple of things. One. Yeah. Trey young is defensively challenged. Um, he's tiny, but he is an offensive force. He is a one man offense if necessary. And he is a hell of a fun watch. And, uh, so on that basis, I, I have to take him onto my team.
1: So, yeah. um, I love Trey. I excluded him. I, I love Trey so much. Um, they call me racist because I said I think he's he's better, he's gonna be better than Luca. And um, even though like his mom is Caucasian, like is CTE crazy, man. But I left him <laughs> off, like because all of the reasons you just said, like, that's all he is. Yeah. Like I, I thought he was more of a and I he still could be, it could it could be like egos, like Cam wanted out, like Cam. You know, that Nate McMillan, old school, you know, probably him and Wes probably coached the same way. I don't know. Well, um, that old school, like, oh, I'm going to put you in the corner, Cam. So it was like some some tension in that locker room that even if you're a leader, you can't cut through.
0: And well, maybe, thought he I would up- Cam could have him. helped himself by maybe shooting better than 42% on two-pointers. But, you know, that's, that's just me.
1: You got to get comfortable. No, nah, fair enough. But it's like, but Asham, I think he's going to get snaked again. I think Trey's going to get snaked, and, and I left him off. I for sure snaked him. Um, he's not on my team.
0: Snub. Well, Snub.
1: Yeah, my my backup guards are uh, James Harden, because roughly speaking, the best point guard in all of basketball. Yeah. That's how great this man is. He was the best scorer in basketball for a stretch, and now I'm the best point guard in basketball.
0: Well, uh, I, I think that title I, – I think there are a couple guys ahead of him. but maybe I'm not taking any
1: – Anyone ahead of him at that point. I'm taking Harden over anyone. Even Kid. Kid's one of my favorite point guard of all time.
0: Steph Harden. Curry. Steph Curry. He's a two I'd guard. i take Steph.
1: He's a two guard, but I'm still taking Harden.
0: Oh, well, Steph plays uh-huh. point for uh for, for Golden State. He's definitely a scorer, but he he's their point
1: guard. I'm taking Harden, man. I'm yeah,
0: taking Steph's Harden. Better. Uh, like, I would also take Chris Paul over him. So
1: CP3, I'm taking Harden. Uh and yeah, Lamelo. Lamelo is the second. Um as my second reserve guard. It's time. LeVar was right. The boy's a star. Uh, not only because people, well, you got to win. He didn't win last year. Well, they were in that play-in. Yeah. They were in that play-in. And before Gordon Hayward got hurt, that team was headed to, you know, they would have been 7-8. We would have had to, to be – we would have had to win two games to get into the, the play-in. So I think that's how it would have shaked out. Uh, LaMelo, he, he's raising their ceiling. He's raising their – he's raised the floor for sure. Um, but he also put their ceiling at, you know, a couple of moves. The Eastern Conference will go through the banking capital of the world, which makes sense. It's a business. It's a money business. Um, so, yeah, I got LaMelo, man.
0: Um, I, LaMelo is borderline for me. Um, I want him on the team. I'm trying to decide how to fit him in because I I love him. I love watching him play. I love the joy that he plays with, the, the way that he passes. Just the the, I mean, on Twitter yesterday, somebody posted some highlights where he had the steal and then he threw that little lob up for um, Mikel yeah, yeah. Bridges to. I'm mean, no, we're not my, uh, my the Bridges wow. guy who plays Bridges. for Charlotte. I,
1: yeah, um, I get him maxed out too.
0: Like, yeah. hell, but wow. um, and then he threw that at a dunk. And, I mean, you see yeah. the grin on on. On on LaMelo's face, you see the grin on uh, Bridges' face. I mean, that was fun. And then you see the next highlight, you know, on back-to-back possessions, he did that, like, step-back three. Cole um, Anthony. Yeah, Cole Anthony falling down practically. You you just see his leg buckle. It's like – and, again, it's just like he. this kid has fun. He plays with such enthusiasm. He's a star. His teammates clearly love him. You know, it's like he's a good kid, and he's a hell of a player. So I want him on the team. And it's just for me, and for, because for one thing, when he gets on the floor in the All Star game, it's going to be a show, you know? Showtime. He's, and so I would love and to you, see him. You and want Trey the Gunn. star? but you left him off the list. You
1: know well, he's, he's borderline because, again,
0: the way I think about All Star is that that it's it, it's both a reward for, and so I I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to ultimately do to get him on the team. It's just okay. I don't, I'm not thrilled with doing it. So all
1: right, let's go. All right, let's keep let's let's keep. So okay, my backup
0: front court guys, because I had Giannis, Durant, Butler starting. So my next three that I have are, well, the next two are locks, um, Embiid and Jared Allen. Um, okay, uh, those to I me have- are absolute locks. And then okay. after that, for the third spot, it's a question. And the the reason I say it's a question is because. I have Sabonis penciled in there right now. You know, he's having a very good season. But what I would probably do is put DeRozan in that spot. Um, and I have DeRozan as a wild card, but I'm, what I'm probably going to do is put DeRozan, I would probably do is put DeRozan in that spot and put Lamello into the wild card spot. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that Sabonis is is worthy. He's been very productive. He's, he's a heck of a good player. You know he's he's all star level. He he would be deserving most seasons of of being on the team. But like I said, I would rather have I would rather have Lamelo Ball on the team than than So I'm going to do that. Um, So on my team, DeRozan moves to the front court, last front court spot, and then Lamelo Ball moves into that wild card spot. And then, okay. uh, so, and Zach Levine gets my last wildcard spot, my other wildcard spot. So, you
1: kicking uh Sabonis off?
0: Sabonis so is out.
1: Yeah, good. I was, yeah, why? Why, Sabonis? Uh, so, this makes mine. Sabonis stole a spot from Jalen Brown, I think in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, he stole a spot. So, uh, this, this is how it's going to work out. So, my last three uh, front court players, uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Garrett Allen, and Jason Tatum. Okay. Like, and for Tatum, you all oh, look at their record. They're struggling. The issues are the same with every team. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen. They have to get Marcus Smart up out of there. It seems like he he's the source of uh, contention between the two stars. Like, the two stars like each other. They're ISO-heavy game. It works for them, but when Marcus Smart wants 15-plus shots a game that he's been accustomed to, you know, issues come up. He wants to get paid, but they they look pretty decent with like Dennis playing man in the one, and uh, letting some of their young talent play backup roles into what Dennis otherwise would play. So I, I think they get on. I think at the end of the day they figure it out. They go on the streak. Um, so I, that's why I give it to um, I give it to Tatum, and then for my wild cards, um, Jalen obviously. Like I, I think he, I think he's a star superstar. Superstar if he gets to his own team, star for now. So he fits that – he fits that mold that you were talking about. If I'm not mistaken, he has the highest um, – or one of the highest points, like, totals in the NBA this year. Like, mm-hmm. so I know he, he – I don't know if it's 50. It may be 50, but I do know he has a 50 ball. He has mm-hmm. a couple of 40-ball 40, 40 games and 30-point games. Yeah. He's a star. Um, so he gets in. And then with Fred, and Fred, if you're listening – I apologize when you were winning the championship in 2019. My CTE led me to say, I only, I don't fuck with role players. Like I thought he was a role player. You are not, sir. You are, you are a star. You are a star. He's become that. You've become a star. Your work ethic is commendable, inspirational. Um, Had that boy Steph Curry running from him, did not want to guard that man. So, like, you have, you have your contemporaries like, oh, crap, I have to work with him. I need to, you know, have my ears pinned back. You a star. So he's made it. And that rounds out. Now, my toughest omissions were uh, Brad and Garland. Like, I, I struggle with do I give it to Brad over um, – the only way Brad would have come in is to, like, give it over Jimmy Butler. And that would have been the excuse Jimmy hasn't played a lot of games. But you can't really use that yeah. in COVID. Um or or to like give Garland, like to give him the spot over Fred. And I, I just feel like sometimes it sucks but with Garland, it's like get him next year, young fella. You almost there,
0: you know. Yeah. So Beal was an early cut for me. I mean he I like I said, I considered him, I tried to early find ways. Cut. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's mean, gonna try to find ways to get him on there, but he he, he was he, was not close to being good enough this season. To, oh my god. I so my cuts, my like last cut was um, DeRozan uh, because I just made it here. <laughs> and then, uh, b- but before that, uh, Darius Garland, I think, you know, if there's an injury to one of the guards, they need an injury replacement. Um, my, my first, th- so my first like injury replacement would be DeRozan. My second would be Garland. And then after that, um, basically a pick em between like, uh, well, I have Collins on there, John Collins. He's borderline all star, and then Tatum and, and Brown. Um, I, I wouldn't have either of them on the team unless there are some some injuries and that kind of stuff. Um, I think they they're both good players. Neither one of them is having their better their best season, and I think some of these other guys are more deserving, like Jared Allen this season. You know, he's Cleveland has become one of the best defenses in the league. I think they're the second or third best um, in the league, and he's a big reason for that. You know, his,
1: good coaching. You know, that, that coach understands he puts some players in great positions for them for they all to succeed. Because Garland and Sexton were going to – what they call him? Sexland? I think, yeah, like, yeah. a couple of – they were going to put it together. So it was not like this is because, you know, Sexton is out. No, like, Bert, he created a role – sorry, it's not Bernie. It's JB, right? JB, like yeah. Bernie's, Bernie's his dad. JB created a system where – you know, even Kevin Love is having fun again, buying in. He found, carved out a role. I know what you do well. Let's put them all in that position. So great coach, we should have hired him.
0: Um, <laughs> and Mobley, you know, Mobley is, is is a hell of a player too. He was another guy who I considered actually for an All Star, and he, you know, he was he didn't make my final. Like, get him next year, young fellow. My, my young final fella. seventeen, but you know he's he's going to be somebody that we will, we will be looking at as perennial All Star. For sure.
1: To the hard conference, the West, the most talented okay. conference.
0: So, okay. Uh, so for me, um, I've got three starters, locks, right? Three starters is a lock. Curry, LeBron, and Jokic. Okay. No, no particular order there. I mean, uh, just those are three absolute locks. I think we, I agree. you, you agree with that. I agree. Okay. Yep. So um, – who do you have as the other guard and the other front court player? And then I'll tell you mine. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. You got Andrew Wiggins starting? Yes, I do. Yes, wow. I do.
1: Wow. Yes, I do. Second best player on the best team in the in the league, and he he has taken the clay role of guarding and locking down whoever's the opposing team. Well, not always locking down, but making them work for everything. You have, so I respect that. Like very high on my list of greatness is the ability to impact the game
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: on both levels, and not just like some like Rudy Gobert, like oh, I'm I'm going to help, like. Can you can Rudy Gobert lock you up one on one? No, you're a great health defender. It's maybe he can. He's nice. He's special.
0: So he's not the Rudy best. Rudy Gobert team. is a, is, a, is an all time defender. So
1: yeah, he, he's uh, special. So maybe not him. someone w- like Wiggins Andre is,
0: Just Wiggins makes my consideration list. He did not make my team though. So
1: okay, now nah, Wiggins star. He's a he's a again he's he's twenty point scorer on. The second, the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. And uh he's guarding the opposing players, best player, and he's yeah. giving them fits. So he's I a model. Yeah, he's I nice. think he's got a good yeah. case. So okay. And then like uh like like John Morant, he not making a, a comparison to the two. I'm on record of saying like Pooh, Derek Rose, Derek Pooh Rose is like one of my favorite players of all time. People think I like Westbrook more than Rose. No, it's not even close. It's poo all day. Uh Ja, Jaws giving me uh like poo vibes of why why not why can't I be MVP? Like, why can't I win MVP? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he makes it uh over Luca two reasons. Like one, his team is doing better. And then you could say, well, they were winning when they were um when he was out, which Stan Van Gundy. Made that point. Oh, they're winning. They're playing better. And then they ripped off like 10 in a row when the star came back. And now he's quiet. Oh, this and that. It's like coaching, man. They, they got to shut up sometimes. Just
0: Co- Coaching. And of- then um, Ja has a really good backup. So um, he has a really good backup. I mean, the, the two best players on the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are Ja Morant and um, Tyce Jones. So, you know, it's ah, a-
1: that's been Bain.
0: Bane is, is a heck of a player. Bane actually made my consideration this for All Star. So um, Bane is, is a heck of a player.
1: Do you have Ja on your team? It sounds like you don't.
0: I do. Ja is oh, starter. Thank God. Thank God. My okay. other starter, yes. Okay. So, and then my um, front court starter is Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, the, I get it. The, the, he's one, he's having a good offensive season. And two, he is still the biggest difference maker. I mean, the Jazz basically don't have anybody playing defense other than Rudy Gobert and you know, basically one man above average defense.
1: I feel like, like, again, um, like, I mean, I've, I've had my shot blocked. Like I'm not afraid of being blocked. So I go amongst the trees. You, you finish on them. It's like a whole thing. You could try to like, you know, you get to talk trash. You could try to help all you want. Still not going to work. But then when they, when it does work, it's like, dang, why are you hating? You're a health defender. And that's where it's like I hope defenders are haters, in my opinion. It's like I get it. It's smart. It wins basketball. You think I'm going to let you score? Yeah, You're a hater. So it's like no one wants to see a hater in an all-star game because Rudy Gobert will go up there and try to block, like, 15 shots. Ask me how do I know? I watched him play an all-star game last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a center, it's not like he's out there, you know, dominating like or or every time like you know a line b or like something like dwight howard where okay all my dunks are at least going to be you know showman up like showman style no he's
0: he's not a he's not a showy player
1: he's playing man the all-star game is like he he deserves it like he's he's one of the, the best 15 players in the world like i'm taking him like in a draft he's going to top 15 yeah um it's just like it's okay buddy you could be a reserve man like He's on my reserve list I'm giving it to Wiggins because Wiggins will put it on your head like Wiggins is exciting his, yeah. and my buddy my buddy who came to visit um he's not a friend like he's not he's not a fan of Wiggins because he wants Wiggins to do more and everyone wants Wiggins to do more but what Wiggins does is exciting like you know w- Wiggins
0: was, is having by far the best season of his career and I think he's just borderline you okay. know he's close he's making
1: rewards so that's mean I, I wouldn't
0: have him starting, uh, but I, I can see the argument for having him on the team. I like I said, he's not on my team. So let's move to the backcourt now, and um, I'll go first. So I have one other lock, absolute lock for the for the All Star team. That's Chris Paul. Um, okay. I, I considered starting him ahead of Morant, but um, I ultimately just decided I'd I'd like Morant. I think I I want Morant to play more minutes in the All Star game. Much as I love to watch Chris Paul. Um, play I you know Morant is is more fun <laughs> and more spectacular so he's he's got my starting spot but Chris Paul absolutely belongs it's fascinating by the way that LeBron is 37 and he's playing at such a high level he's one of the per like per possession basis he's one of the top like six players in the league this season and he's 37 and to the point where we, we don't even need to discuss him right he's a lock absolute lock yeah. and so uh, to start um, and that's pretty incredible for 37 i mean i don't think anybody i know that nobody has had a season this good at his age um, that guy is such a freak so um chris paul is my other lock um do you do you have it i assume you have chris paul as your as one of the yeah, backup in the guards. Reserve. yeah okay. yeah he, he belongs um and so my other guard is Dejounte murray
1: Hmm. okay you want to know, yeah, you really favor in, like, let me reward you for the first half of the season. Okay. Because Yeah. That, yeah that's,
0: I, Murray has been really good. He's, he's by far the best player on the Spurs. He just doesn't
1: uh, impact winning, though.
0: Well, like, he I, think see, winning. I think he does, and, and he would if he had better teammates. Um, Fair enough.
1: I baseball. think, for example, if you
0: made him – if you put him in the backcourt with Beal instead of Spencer Dinwiddie, if, like, the, the Wizards could just trade – the Wizards would be significantly better, right? If, yeah. if you put him on a lot of different teams, if you put yeah. him in the backcourt with, say, um, Doncic in Dallas, right? Dallas is a lot better. Um, no, nah, they're gonna just put him in the corner. Well, what I'm saying is, you, you know what I'm saying. So if you put the him in Boston, Wizards, yeah, if you put him in we Boston would- instead of Marcus Smart, right? He's yeah, he he yeah. impacts winning there, right? Yeah. It's just like if he he's not. The best player on a good team. He's he's sort of that yeah, Bradley that. level of, of of star where he's not going to be the guy who carries you, but if he's yeah. your second best or third best player, you've got a good team. And so, but I think yeah, that's what
1: I meant by that. Like like some of them, like uh, Shea. Like I, I thought about putting him in there. Like he's having a phenomenal season, and they're tanking, but he still impacts winning. Like they're they're in games when Shea is playing. Like even if they don't pull it out. Those young boys are taking out their lumps now. When they lick those wounds and come back, OKC's back. But they're gonna mess up again. They always do. Small market curse, you know. And they'll well, know and she
0: Shea is good. I like Shay. He's somebody okay. that I I considered. Um, yeah. I He didn't make my final list. You know, he was a relatively early cut uh, because, you know, he he's just they lack so much talent there that in, in OKC that. It's it's difficult for some. He's a very good player, but it's mm. difficult to carry a team that's, that's that. Get him a big man. Talent.
1: They need a big man because they have the pieces. Dort is ready. Dort is ready. Shea is ready. Giddy is ready. They need a big man. Big man. Yeah, is I agree. Giddy
0: has been uh, been good. I think I think in about you know three years they they do have some guys. Dort is somebody who's an interesting player. He's um, his his offense has dropped off a little bit uh, over the past you know, several weeks, but he does defend. He's, he's, he's not a, exactly a tough cover on the offensive end. He will attack. He does sh- shoot. He's, he's, he's still iffy on offense. Um, Twenty two. Here's 22. the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. He, he's playing a bigger role in OKC than he should be right. If he was with a better team, if he was with a better team, his usage would be a little lower. I think he'd be more efficient. And he'd, he'd be like if he was in Phoenix, in place of the bridges they have there, um, you know, if he was playing in that spot, I think he'd be a lot more effective overall as a player because one, he'd have a, uh, a yeah. great setup man and Chris Paul to play with. So, so but other two, words, you know, think- he, he would slot into his more natural role because then he's he's third or he's really probably a fourth option. In yeah. Group. And yeah. I think that's where he he would be
1: okay. at his best Good. offensively. That's something to think about. I, I think he's a second or third option, but, yeah.
0: He'll he'll Not be on a championship-level team. Not on, I mean, you can't he'll do be. that with a second option. Yeah. He
1: can get you 20, and he can lock you up. That's stars in the make because most folks, like anything, and then we'll get back to last last uh, tangent on this, like most – most folks, like even if you master something, you master one aspect of it because that's what mastery requires, a lot of time, repetition in it. So Brad has mastered scoring. Like yeah. he's a master scorer. Point guard, like i read the stuff. I listened to it. Like, yeah, I will play him at the point. I think a lot of you all made the, that comment, like he's not a point guard, but I will use him at the point position. Yeah. Yeah, he'll never master passing. He'll never do it. He doesn't have enough time left in his career to do it. Yeah. But, like, um, you can be taught it at a, at a decent level to where it matters. And that's the thing. Dort has mastered defense. And if he masters scoring, like, you know, he just spends the rest. Like, once you've mastered something, if, it if, 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 yeah, if. but if, if he never masters it, right? And this is who he is, that's special.
0: It's, 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 I think where he is now is with, with a good team. He's he's a quality role player. And fair enough. All right.
1: That, he'll that, be here next year. I guarantee you. He'll be on the he'll be all star next year. I guarantee you. All right. All right. We'll see. all right. So okay. I had DeJounte
0: okay. Murray. Who do you have as your honor guard? Okay, so
1: um
0: I have book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no yeah. argument there. I could definitely see doing that. Um he's he's a hell of a scorer. Um, so I have no problem with that at all. Um, all right, um, who do you have as your, um, your 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 three front court guys? Your your backup front court.
1: Um, Drake, Drake said, "You know, Chubbs like Draymond. I have Draymond, as, as Drake would say. Chubbs like Draymond. Um, Draymond Green, probably the most re. People people don't like him because he looks like he shouldn't be as intelligent as he is." He's one of the best basketball minds out there, like hands down, like to ever play the game. Like his IQ, his IQ is phenomenal. If they had that Lunderlick score or whatever, that conversation
0: he had with Doris Burke was just fantastic. I loved listening to him think through and, you know, talking about like defensively. It's like, what's the biggest problem? And then he just goes and solves that and worries about the next thing problem
1: right? solver, man. He's, he's like, like, you know, a lot of things that he has the issues that like from my research or whatever, it's just, you know, a lot of kids who grow up like underprivileged or whatever, they, they carry a sheen of, of like, you have to be aggressiveness, like you have to be aggressive. You've you overcome a lot. You always, you know, got to be that way, if you, if you will. So he has that, and it masks, like, his true brilliance because this man's a genius, but, you know, some folks mm-hmm. will tell you he leaves – like, they'll only point out that he leaves the league in a text, or he made KD leave and all that type of stuff. But this yep. basketball mind is is there. So yep. Draymond – Draymond's on that, that list. Yep, me too. Um, I have uh, – I have Carl Anthony Towns.
0: Okay, two for two.
1: Okay, and I have Luca. I have Luca. like, he, he, he's doing the John Wall and the James Harden, like, I'm going to play my way into shape. I'm not yeah. mad at that. If it works, it works. Like, um, he's playing his way in shape, and Jason Kidd has evolved. Like, he – remember, he started as Giannis as the point everyone spread around him. Like, Giannis is the chess piece, and the rest of you move, you know, the focal point. He started that with Giannis, a la, like, Mark Jackson with the, uh, the Warriors. Just didn't get him to the promised land, but yeah. – the true ones know you. You put that in them. Um, so he's still doing the same thing in Dallas. Luca, you know, let me find the fifth worst defender. Let me run so many actions into the fifth worst defender's is on me, and then it's showtime. I wish I could always attack the fifth worst defender on a team. Like I'll get way more buckets. But anyway, nevertheless, he's played his way into shape. He's attacking the fifth worst defender on the start on the court whenever he's there, ruthlessly. This yeah. boy's uh, carving him up. I think last night he carved up. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Pachow, whatever their backup center is for for yeah. Memphis, he cooked that boy. Uh, yeah. So Luka- oh, he,
0: he he cooks a lot. But it should, for me, I mean, Doncic is definitely having a down year for him. But I think he belongs. I had to sort of cheat. You did too by putting him in the putting him in the front court. He you know he's their lead guard, obviously. But yeah, he's he's six seven. And he's he can definitely play forward, so okay, I he, like her. He goes on there, so we, we got the same list. So, okay, wild cards. Um, I'll give mine. I got, I've uh, got um, what? What? I've oh, got go mine. Ahead. So, my wild cards are Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think he belongs to Devin Booker. So,
1: okay, yeah. So, on a west, we we had everyone together. Yeah, I have uh, I have Mitch and I have Rudy. Who? I have like I have oh, Donovan the Mitchell and then like Rudy go back, like yeah. so, so Rudy gets in. So yeah, I think like you have Wiggins, right? Or did you I not do not have
0: Wiggins. Wiggins. I have Dejounte Murray. Yeah, so, Wiggins, so that's the only Wiggins difference we have, really.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, who do you think? Who do you think wins, East or West?
0: Uh man, that's a tough one. I'd probably lean towards the West, but I don't know. This is something I'd have to go back and take a look. So, but like, here's, here's the, the thing: we we'll, we'll do this in the next head. podcast. Which we've already gone pretty long. Is okay. I think we, we pick, we pick the teams, and then we can decide, figure out how um, how they would go. And we, there, there are some different ways we can go about it. My alternates, by the way, you know my final consideration for um, West All Stars. These are the gut my cuts: um, Aiden, DeAndre Aiden for for Phoenix. Um, Mike Conley from Utah. Um, I just couldn't quite figure out how to get him on there. Desmond Bain from Memphis and uh, Andrew Wiggins. And um, one guy that was like, a, not like a final cut, but was somebody that I definitely considered was Tyrese Halliburton. Um, mm. He's you the love best Halliburton. player. He's, say again. You love Halliburton, man. He, that kid's a baller, man. He, love that guy. He, he defends. He's not a great defender, but he's, a, he's solid. Um, he's been the best player on Sacramento by a bunch if, like De'Aaron Fox played like De'Aaron Fox has in previous years. Um, that, that team would actually have a chance of being pretty good. You know, Halliburton, he's not the guy that you want as your best player. I don't, I don't think he's at that level, but like, he's a hell of a player and I, I really wish the wizards had picked him. I mean, I had him right up there. I had Lamelo ball one in that draft and um, Halliburton two and uh you know, he went 12th and he's, he's being wasted in Sacramento. He'll get wasted in Sacramento because they are chronically inept. And it's one of the most dysfunctional organizations in the league, but you know, if, if he ends up with a good team, I could definitely see him showing up somewhere in a few years, you know, two, three years down the road, people people will be surprised at how good he is. Um, You know, anyway, so that, that's my, uh, that's my fucking, so what we'll do in a future podcast is we will uh, pick, We'll, we'll make ourselves captain. We'll do um, some kind of contest to see who, um, okay. you know, see who picks first, and then we'll just uh, we'll go through. We'll make, we'll make all right.
1: Sounds fun. I'm gonna I'm put together like a GM winning whatever the trophy is of the year. Um, but I'm, you know, you might win. I'm forever the bridesmaid. Just like just like the Like my whole life in sports has been always the support of uh, whoever comes in second. Fantasy football, back to back years made the championship just to like lose in the final fantasy yeah. basketball same thing so yeah, many I, it, in
0: fantasy sports that's i did that i did win my basketball league one year um, i made a trade i think i may have told you about this i made a trade with my brother best fantasy trade i ever made where i traded um rafe lafrentz for um, eddie jones and so because okay. i needed like a little boost across a bunch of categories and my brother, I was in second place. My brother was in third place at the time. Was
1: this um, Dallas LaFrance? Like, was, was
0: who think LaFrance was, yeah, you know, was still with Denver at that point. And so okay. my brother needed um, rebounds and um, three-pointers and blocks, which was like all LaFrance did was shoot threes, block shots, and make threes, right? And then uh, I needed like a little bit of everything. And Eddie Jones was basically that classic sort of – uh, stat stuffer you know box score stuffer where he just did a sum of everything and he was a really good player so anyway we made that trade and it worked for both of us because i finished first he finished second so we, we both went past the guy in first place so great fantasy trade um it's the only time i won my league in in a fantasy sport okay and,
1: um, you gotta get back in i'm um yeah. i hate them I'm, I'm i've only been playing the last like two years uh, i think because it's BS, right? Like it's it, it bullshit. It doesn't matter. But I, I got suckered into one at work and we put down substantial money. And I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to fight to get our money back. Like I'm trying to argue that uh COVID like cancellations of like players is not, you know, no one could have expected it to go the way it did. These are like some legal fellas they might use that lost stuff against them. like oh well Con, i want my freaking money back that's all <laughs> but yeah to the folks who are listening yeah hope you uh this was how will you describe describe this i would say uh conversation about well, with the um conversation with the eyes and what the numbers suggest like that's just how it goes i'm not here to to tell the coach what to do or anything like that just
0: yeah yeah all right man this is all fun. right we will um wrap up there and uh, we'll be back in the next week or so with uh, another edition of the Soul Podcast.